welcome to the Unqualified and Unafraid podcast. My name is Jess and I'm a film student and creative here to talk about things I'm not qualified to talk about. Quick warning, this episode was recorded with five people, so sorry if it gets a bit too loud at certain points. In today's episode, I'm joined by my friends from film school and we're going to be talking about our first year of film school experience, our expectations versus reality, being a film student in Adelaide and the fears and aspirations for the future. Firstly, I'll welcome to the mic my style icon, professional op shopper and non-stop chatterbox Amy Evans. So could you say hi and tell us a bit about why you decided to study film and what areas you're interested in? I kind of fell into film very sporadically at the end of year 12. Um, Always been a bit of a creative gal, but I never really knew what creative career I wanted to fall into. I was lucky enough in year 12 to get the chance to get an internship on um, a TV show being filmed at my school and kind of fell in love with it. Secondly, we have our resident roller derby champion, girl gamer and Greek goddess, Daphne Boston Zoglu. So if you could tell us a bit how you came into the film course and all that. Um, Well, I was always really interested in film. And I, I initially wanted to be an actress because I feel like that was something that was really accessible to women. I felt like as a child, I was like, I want to be an actress because that's a woman thing or whatever. Mm. But as I, as I got older, I kind of I figured out that I like being behind the camera a bit more. And yeah, I just decided to pursue that. I, think, I don't think that was ever up for debate for me. Yeah, awesome. So next up, it's the girl that kicks boys in clubs, whose clothes are all handmade, and the one we all know was a theatre kid, Sibella <laughs> Schumacher. Take the mic. Yeah, that's definitely the way to open that. I, kind of similar to Daphne, like, really loved theatre, and that's how I started, because I thought I wanted to be a theatre director when I was in, like, year 10, 11, and then I did a film in year 12, we just did, like, a little film in drama class and I was like oh I like that I always like movies but yeah that's pretty much how I started doing the course and last but certainly not least it's our best designated driver and the only one of us who's actually won a filmmaking award it's Abby Nichols so it was pretty much I didn't have an interest in a film career until like year 11 when I took it up in school as a subject and I think I don't know, film as a subject and doing it at school, it was a real safe space for me. And it was the only real, like, creative outlet I had. And I just really enjoyed it. I had a really cool teacher. And it was the only subject that I put, like, all my effort into. So I was just like, why not continue doing this after school? We study film here in Adelaide at Flinders. And obviously when a lot of people talk about film school, they think of like, actually, this is not relatable for me, but talking to a lot of people, they've said that when they think of film school, they think of like a New York or like LA film school experience. And I'm not quite sure what that is, Mm. but did you guys kind of have like an expectation for what, film school would look like and how it could be different like what it's like in Adelaide well I not really I feel like I mean the expectation I had was that I'd be learning about films right and we've been doing that but I don't like that idea that people have this idea of film film school being like something that's exclusively New York or exclusively like American or something like that that's such a restrictive point of view Especially coming from a place like, I feel like Adelaide does a lot of film things, Mm. right? And people just don't really know about them. And having this restrictive point of view of film being like a New York thing or a super bougie and unaccessible thing Mm. is really like restrictive to a lot of people. Um, The only expectation that I really had going into film school was that 
I was gonna have like no clue what was going on and everyone was gonna be like really passionate and like really knowing what they wanted to do and like I think going into it you kind of realize everyone's kind of at base one and mm. you're all going into mm. it together and it was yeah. really nice learning habitat yeah totally I was very happy that there are a lot of creative people obviously I knew going into it there'd be a lot of creative people but it, I don't know it's nice that there's a, there's a space for a lot of creative people I kind of assumed that I need to stop saying creative people but I kind of <laughs> assumed that everyone there would be very passionate and they are very passionate which is really good but um I don't know I think people have this weird idea that we're all wearing like tiny beanies and being pretentious <laughs> but like it's only partly true well, for half of the not people all of us, not all of us <laughs> Competitive as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah definitely. I mean, you snobby. sort of got a feel for it with like the application, like portfolio. They're like submit a short story or something. Like yeah, that. it wasn't yeah. just like submit all the film stuff yeah. you've done. It was very open to like all creatives. I feel. Yeah, yeah, I liked that because as well, it was open to people that may not have been like as like inclined to be good at school and stuff. I thought that was something that was really important because I never had trouble with school, but I know a lot of people did and that shouldn't stop you from getting into creative mm, courses, yeah, totally. right? Yeah. I liked that there was a focus on the portfolio rather than an ATAR or something like that. Yeah. Is there anything that you guys think um, makes the Adelaide film school experience unique? As an example, like we obviously have a smaller cohort. There's what, like 30 people in our mm. class, which... It, to me, is a pro because it means we all, like, network really closely mm. and get special attention, like, from the lecturers and stuff. That is true. Yeah. I feel like there's less competition for attention from lecturers. Yeah. And I also, like, like I said, Adelaide does have a film scene. Yeah, it does. And that's specific to just Adelaide. Mm. Like, Sunrise Animation. They, they did a bunch of stuff on one of the Harry Potter movies. Oh, yeah. I think a lot of Marvel stuff as yeah. well. Yeah. Like, all of Thor, yeah. um, I don't know which one it was, but all of the CGI got done that way. Yeah. And, like, especially with COVID as well, because we handled it yeah. so well. Yeah. A lot of people, like, a lot of production has been moved to Adelaide specifically. Yeah, like safe. Australia. So that actually leads me into the, my next um, expectations topic, which is COVID. Like, obviously, when we all got to uni, we weren't expecting the pandemic to come in. Oh, God. Um, that was a tough thing. I feel a lot of people had a much tougher time. Yeah. Mm. Uh, purely because, like, if you didn't have equipment at home, you're, like, yeah. kind of screwed. They, yeah. tried, they tried to accommodate for that. I remember we got a bunch of resources and, like, making your own tripod and stuff. Yeah. yeah, at home. And just from stuff that you have at home. But obviously, it still wouldn't, it be, the still wouldn't yeah. be the same as having an actual tripod. I feel like people that just didn't have cameras, didn't have tripods, really just did not luck out whatsoever, just mm. got the short end of the stick yeah. in that whole situation. Like they, and, as, like, there's still value that you can get from making films from your phone, but mm. it's, like, we a lot of this year's content was learning about how to use equipment, yeah, and we kind of definitely. had to cram that all into the second semester when that was kind of meant to be spread out over the year yeah i think it really caused the second semester to be a bit jammed what i thought was really bad about that whole situation was the fact that like you said jess like a lot of the focus of this year was like using equipment and you're meant to be able to apply that you know in some way i feel like the whole big gap that we had due to covid where we had to use our phones or not like or cameras that had different settings or whatever, it's the ones we'd been learning, then everybody came back in the latter half of the year and it felt like nobody really knew what they were doing. Yeah, everyone was just guessing. Yeah, because, yeah. yeah. like, by the second half of the year, you'd think we'd know how to <laughs> use a camera, like, properly. I mean, I, properly. to be honest, like, I still struggle with the equipment. Yeah, yeah. same. 
I don't know if that's COVID related or just like us related, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I had a little bit of practice when we came back. They'll be like, shoot these 10 shots and come back and we'll look at it. And then after that, it's like, all right, we're going to make short films. You're the director. You're yeah. The yeah, yeah. Just right. like, okay. And I suppose that's the only way to really learn. I think also when we were split into groups to do all like the films in the second semester, it was like, oh, you, you get to pick who gets to do what. And I think a lot of people kind of fell into, like, I was just always like set designer because it's like what I knew what to do. And because we hadn't really used equipment that much, I was like, oh, someone else knows how to do camera. I'll let them do yeah. it. Yeah. And it kind of, I feel like hopefully second semester, like mm. people will step out of their shells or like will be forced to do something they're not really that comfortable with. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like there's a lot of stereotypes about film school and like arts degrees in general. So I'm going to go through them <laughs> and get your <laughs> reaction <laughs> to some of them. So first stereotype, our homework is just watching movies. No, <laughs> I wish. Oh my God. God, I wish. God, my I parents wish. were like, oh yeah, so you've watched your movies today, done your homework. It's like, it's more like being in the editing room for like four hours being like, oh, I can't finish this. Yeah. <laughs> Downing like three Red Bulls at a time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, God, I wish that was true. But even then, I say I wish that was true and like I could just watch movies, but even the movies that they told me to watch, sometimes I just wouldn't watch them. Yeah. Oh, I'd be like, God, this is too much. This is too Wikipedia much page. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh if you could specifically go through the homework that we had. So obviously we did, obviously like when we worked on projects, it was like, in the editing room shooting like because homework is shooting like we're not just going to class and making and movies preparing for it yeah, yeah. yeah. production was a lot a lot especially if you're a producer that's like a lot of paperwork yeah a lot of organization pretty much everything happens out of the class yeah. like yeah. i think that's the same with a lot of uni degrees it's like you go and you listen in class but all of the work is done, done outside. outside a big <laughs> shock of homework for me this year was um like all the pre-production mm. um paperwork we had to do because you sort of have to make sure everyone's on board with the yeah. idea yeah. yeah and you have to be you have to do it really quickly you have to mm. really settle yeah. on an idea very very quickly for it to get approved for yeah. you to, and that yeah. was a struggle this year with covid just the mm. communication and yeah. like when we couldn't see each other it was a little bit yeah. tricky because so many Facebook Messenger groups. Oh, yeah. 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 And you'd send things to the wrong one. You'd be like, "When's the shoot day?" And you'd send it to a group like for a diff- completely different. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a lot of homework was just like catching up on like mm-hmm. with people and just making sure that everyone was on the same page. And aside from that, like that was hard in itself. But I feel even the written work that we had to do was really, really hard because obviously. I assume with every unicorn that involves like writing, you experience such a big jump from high school to uni like level of writing. Mm-hmm. And that's that couldn't be more true with this as well, I feel. Mm-hmm. Like I would just write at the same level that I did in high school and expect it to be received well. Because yeah. it did in high school, but then they would be like, mm, this isn't quite what we're looking for. Yeah. And you really had to, I had to adapt to that at least. That's mm. so interesting because I feel like everyone's had a really different experience. With, yeah, like, I feel like writing. my high school was harder than yeah. Yes, I, I, I found really? I yeah. found high school to be a lot harder than I would just like some of uh, some of my essays from last year. I feel like I didn't give it a hundred percent because I was more focused on like the film work, yeah. and then I would still get like an pretty good grade and I'd be like this would not roll in high school yeah. I, did. I think if it has the, like the sustenance in it and if you mm. use like the right technical words in that yeah cool yeah I did like three <laughs> all of my English essays I did so last minute but I got really good grades for them and I was like how like yeah. I did way worse in English yeah, when I was in year 12 
Um, I feel like I didn't. I feel like I didn't get a bad grade for anything, but I just expected that I would do because I did really well in like writing in year twelve, and they would always have that perspective that teachers have where they tell you like this is what it's going to be like in uni, so you need to really yeah. you know like yeah. be up to that level, and so I focused so hard on that. Handing in late work. You can have oh, them yeah. late work yeah. and still yeah. be fine. Oh my god, that's such a lie, isn't it? When yeah. you're like, yeah. It used yeah. to stress me. Do you think yeah. that uni's going to be so strict, but it's like. Oh, it's but it could be different. different for us because we had it during COVID time, so people were like really easy on yeah, us. Yeah, true. The next stereotype is film students are all alt or hipsters. Uh, <laughs> well, well, I mean. I think like 90% I'd say. Yeah. Like with majority. Not everyone, I feel like not everyone in the in our film course would be like call themselves old. No, <laughs> they probably hang around someone. the ones that are like, just by chance. Just by yeah. chance. Yeah. yeah, just by chance. But um, I would say that's old. Oh. No, well, I don't what know. What do we classify as old? I feel like we have so. to go into an If you call yourself situation. old, it's like don't. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. Yeah. Like, um, it's up to other people to decide if you're yeah. old. Yeah. Like, there's definitely, like, I don't even know. It just seems when you walk in, you're like, I know this is a film class. Like, yeah. also, yeah. like, I walked into it and there was a lot more private school white boys and I was like, oh, that's so that's true. true. That's, that's so true. true. And then I, like, realised, I was like, oh, well, I guess this is the film industry. Like, I don't know why it was a big shock to me that there was going to be so yeah. many men. I was expecting it to just be, like, I don't know, really female dominant. I think it's because in like throughout high school all of my media classes or art classes were always like women yeah and i just yeah that was a shock to me what, what's the women? ratio double double the amount of boys and women boys yes yeah so that's pretty crazy because i i kind of felt like oh maybe it'll be different you know it's like 2020 surely they'll be like pretty even but no and Not usually sure. i it's really funny because i was doing I, i've done a bit of research on like how even or uneven like the, the media industry is, especially specifically in Australia. And apparently in uni, this was done by like Screen Australia or something. It was a big like a research thing they did. Apparently in, in unis, there's about a 50-50 ratio of women mm. and oh. men. But then after uni, like only about 15% of the women get hired. Yeah. <sighs> Which oh, is insane, right? <laughs> yeah. And then they try to claim this whole thing of like, no, women just aren't interested yeah, in film. Yeah, it's 50-50. No. Yeah, because like, yeah. there's, no, there's no women in the film industry. But yeah. really, what really actually happens is that women just don't get hired. Yeah. And men are way more likely to get hired without an actual degree. Did you know oh, that too? Wow. Because yeah. a lot of men just that fall into sense. it yeah. without having a degree. Yeah. They And on sets in Australia, it's more likely to have more men who do not have a degree <gasps> than women who actually have a degree. Oh, my God. Name. That's atrocious. We even had an experience last year where there was this guest speaker and he started like going oh, on this God. rant about how uh, something That's about serious. how cinematographers aren't usually women because they can't carry the big cameras oh and it was just like wait wait what yeah, yeah. Was, oh you need to it was a panel thing it was a adjustment panel. too and um that was just such, such a like an out of touch comment to make like yeah. well the other, and the other people on the that. panel were like no 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 like women can do like yeah. they were kind of yeah. like try, trying to like trying to cover yeah. it up please shut up it was weird but he's quite old school like old school dude but that's an excuse god that must have been so annoying thinking of how invalidating that is for women who are actually in that industry yeah. like our lecturer is a woman who is a yeah. Yeah. the next stereotype is 
we have no future. <laughs> oh, God. Well, <laughs> how are we meant to know? <laughs> well, it's well, always from you... grandparents as well. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. What jobs come out of this? Or random customers at my work. Oh. But the thing is, literally so many, though. So many jobs. Like, do you know we're learning so many skills in the media industry? Like, it's not just we're all trying to be directors. It's yeah. Like, there's so many little things. Like, set design is such a vastly different thing from, like, being a producer yeah. or something. And especially with... Covid and all yeah. the stuff that reared its head, like there's this this whole like new world, new world of media, and like so many people. Like I got jobs this year that I've never filmed. Like I've never had film jobs before, mm. and I got jobs this year filming like shows for kids and stuff. Yeah, because they needed somebody to film. Like that's just how it's gonna be in the future, especially in a future where we expect like technology is gonna be all the more rampant than it already is. Yeah, like all the more. There's going to be more. There's going to be more yeah. need for these sorts of jobs. And hopefully, there will also like in terms of if we're in Adelaide working as like filmmakers, then hopefully there will be less outsourcing, so mm. people will be looking for local people to make stuff. Mm. Mm-hmm. And because of COVID, people have had to like become more sustainable as states. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And and looking local is definitely going to be important in the next years. Mm. Yeah. Specifically for, we were talking about this recently, for, like, money, like, a lot of local companies can't afford the prices that, like, the big the big guys are asking to yeah. make films and stuff like that. Yeah. Turning to stuff like student films or local studios to make films for them, like, I feel like that's a much more because, attainable thing yeah, for them. Because every business now, it doesn't matter how small you are, you're expected to have an online presence. Oh, but yeah. when, you, when you've just started a business, you yeah, as you said, you don't have the big bucks to buy a really high up cinematographer so you do turn to small creators like Mm. us the next stereotype is the boys will talk about pulp fiction (laughs) not true i feel like to be honest honest, i feel like we've talked about boys talking about pulp fiction more than they actually they would rather talk about a swedish obscure 1950s movie than they'd rather be like have you seen this no you haven't because i made it up like no but i think i think we've kind of shamed them into not talking about it yeah like part of me is like we've we've made we've made fun of it so much that they would never dare like so the next stereotype is gay as fuck. Oh. Um, but I feel like that comes hand in hand whenever there's like wherever there's like alt people, there's yeah. also a lot of queer yeah. people. That's, there's a lot of over like yeah. there's a lot of crossover mm-hmm. on that. The next stereotype is gaslighters. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, yeah. Down to men. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like just men. I feel Double like the that's... amount of men, so there's bound to be some. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see who the gaslighters are. Next, I want to kind of give our words of warning because I feel like film. God, studying film is like something that people really think over in their brain. Like, should I do it? Should I not? Like, what's it actually going to be like? What are What are the connections to the industry like and everything? So we're just going to like share our words of warning, I guess. Yeah. Go ahead, Daphne. I say, actually, I know this isn't going to be really helpful because you just said that people deliberate it a lot, but deliberate it a lot because I feel like it's so easy to, I feel like a lot of people in our course this year got caught up between like confused an interest in film with an interest in the film industry and they are very different things. So are you actually interested in making films? Are you interested in creating films? Or are you just interested in yeah. watching films? Yeah. Because if you're just interested in watching them, it's not for you. It's not for you. <laughs> yeah. So it, yeah, exactly. Like, are you interested in working collaboratively in a team 
taking leadership roles, the technical stuff. You're gonna have, you have to be prepared to do the shit stuff as well. Yeah. Like yeah. I feel like you've got to have to hold a boom mic for a couple hours. Like yeah. you've got to do some shit you don't want to do. But at the end of the day, you go home and you're like, yeah, that's fun. Just be prepared that there's a lot of like, while it seems like oh fun, like storyboarding and standing and telling people what to do and editing and stuff. Like there's a lot of shit jobs that you just have to yeah, you just yeah. have to yeah. get done in order to do it. It's definitely like the fantasy of it that yeah. you can get caught yeah. up in, and then they realize oh. But I'm confused, like, about what do you guys think the fantasy is? Because, like, that you go in and you're, like, the director always. Mm. Or, like, oh. like you're always what you want to be. Yeah. yeah. And it's always, like, like you know. You always get the best equipment. Yeah. You yeah. Get really good results. And it, always, yeah, always, always get really yeah. good results. And yeah. everyone's always really collaborative. And, and, everybody knows how to work, and everybody knows how to work the camera yeah. and how to work all the equipment and it all just perfectly pans out the way you and want you're, to. And you're acting, your actors are going to be so, like, professional. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, a lot of times we have to act in our own film. About the collaborative thing that you said about... Because we were saying that obviously a lot of people expect to come in and be the leader of the group and just yeah. be able to tell everybody what they want. Keep in mind, if you're that kind of person going into a film course, it's highly likely everybody else is that person yeah. too. Yeah. So, like, you really got to be ready to make some sacrifices and when you're back, yeah. and step back and play as a team, and that is the most important thing. And also step up. Like, there's people mm-hmm. in our course who I would definitely give the opposite <laughs> advice to. Like step up into your role like if you're not passionate about what we're doing then t- make a chat make a suggestion and like put yourself more into it you know yeah it's definitely so you are a bit more motivated for it it's definitely a co- like a course in the industry where everyone like without everyone's input it wouldn't be good i feel like you can't half-ass our course you yeah. can't do everything yourself yeah. No. Have it, I feel like people think you can do it all yourself. There's no way. Not it's not you like in high yourself. school where you can be the only person in like yeah. your project to do everything. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, it's... and if you're not ready to take responsibility in a group, then don't be there because I've yeah. been in groups with people who don't want to do stuff, <laughs> and it is the most like tiring, yeah. not just annoying, but tiring thing. It's, it's hours it, and it, hours it's and hours, hours of work, work. because yeah. people have to pick up those little roles. Yeah, others leave. And every little role is so important. I think another word of warning is choosing the course you want to enter into, like whether it be a university degree or just like a diploma with a different, yeah, yeah, like maps is really, really good. And that's only like a one-year course and then another year if you do like an advanced course. Yeah. And the difference is that with uni, it's more of an arts degree where you've got the choice of learning about, you know, Indigenous studies and the history of, like, the film industry and that sort of thing. Whereas with maps, it's completely, like, technical. Yeah. And collaborative and networking. Yeah. And yeah. that's a big difference as well. Yeah. yeah there definitely. are different things for you out there depending on what you're looking for. Mm. My advice would be, even though, as you said, like, they were really good when they asked for our portfolios to apply for the course, they allowed you to submit like photography projects or writing projects you didn't have to have like a full feature film to show them you know but I would recommend when you have time in those early years like year 10 and stuff like when you actually have time to be doing stuff make films like just Mm -hmm. make lots of films because then you will feel like you a bit less like a fish out of water when you go into like uni because a lot of people I feel like get to year 12 and they're like I want to apply for a film course and then they're like oh damn I have to have a portfolio and I haven't done anything so like just know that if you want to get into a film course you will have to present a portfolio so just start making shit yeah definitely. that also just 
increases your skill and it's you know, yeah this is kind of like a bit of a cutthroat thing to say but like if you haven't made anything already for fun do you actually want to be in the industry yeah mm-hmm. that's a big thing because i feel like even if it's not something film related see i never made films before i went like i applied for uni i applied with like stories i'd written and drawings i'd made but if you're not interested in doing creative things and you haven't like actively done a creative thing by yourself whether it be in film or in something else you're not going to have fun in the course because that's all you need to do that's all you do in course do you guys have any fears Um, oh many (laughs) (laughs) just in general no Um, do you guys have any fears about the industry yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. 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 Oh, low key like sexism. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what I was gonna say. Oh, yeah. Yeah, true. Yeah. I think the thing that scares me it ties into that obviously, but what what scares me is like the fact that there's so many men there that have a lot of power and are like just completely drunk off of that power trip yeah. of like I can just tell anybody to do whatever they want and they will do it. Yeah. And like, what if I was in a situation where, you know, obviously you hear a lot of horror stories about the casting couch and the, yeah. you know, all sorts of sexual abuse that goes on. I go into a job and not feel as qualified, but I guess, like, maybe... I feel like a lot of women in the course feel very insecure about themselves. Like, yeah. I've talked yeah. to a lot of girls and when we come up, when we come up with ideas, it's a lot of, like, oh, I don't know, like, maybe we'll do this, but, yeah. I, like, I don't know, guys, like, I'm open to interpretation. But, I, yeah, I feel like a lot of women in the industry second-guess themselves way... But I think in life... So yeah. guess themselves way more than men. I think we feel a lot more insecure when we yeah. go to and then, jobs. And then a man in a course is going to be like, this is my idea and it is the most like beautiful thing you've had in your life. <laughs> and I am a genius. Yes, I am accepting autographs. Thank you. A big fear is getting into it and just not knowing where I want to fit in. Because mm. like, I feel like I am just so intrigued by everything. Mm-hmm. I feel like that, that ties into my fear in terms of roles is that I feel like the roles that... I feel like I'm not only do I enjoy it, but the ones that I'm good at are not like the entry level ones. But I feel like yeah. that's what everyone else feels like as well. But for example, I feel like a lot of the entry level jobs in the film industry, this I could be wrong, but this is just like what I expect is like camera operation or boom mic and stuff. And I'm not good at technology. Like I'm not a technical person. The things that I like to do are directing, producing. Like, I like leading a team yeah. and being creative and then also, like, editing. But I feel like those things are very, like, you really have to work your way up to get mm. to there. I feel mm. like what what well, what I assume will happen is that you just be assisting. People. Yeah, a lot of it is, like, runner yeah. assistance. Mm. Yeah, and, and I feel like that I'd be okay with doing that, although that really, really scares me because obviously you'd have to go into areas that you don't have experience in and you don't know anything about. Like, I feel like it really gives you a chance to really, like, do work experience, to actually gain real, like, on-the-field experience and everything so that once you actually get to being an actual part of the team, not just an assistant, not just a whatever, you do actually... Even if it's something that you you really feel like a bit of a fish out of water in, you at least have a little bit of experience in it. So you yeah. know kind of how to run with it. The other thing that I struggle with is like knowing when to ask for more in terms of mm. money. Because it's like when you start to do paid work, it's like a lot of people will think because you're a student, you should just do anything for experience when it's like, For example, I've made like quite a lot of videos for businesses and sometimes businesses will still, I'll get the vibe from them that they think they're doing me a favor by 
giving me the opportunity, which they are, but it's like, I don't really need any more experience just doing it for free, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that 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 mix between like, I wanna do this for experience, I wanna do so many things for experience and I wanna I wanna, you know, do so many different things, but also at the other side of that, there's the thing of like, I need to survive, I need to make money. Yeah. And like that's gonna be a tough thing to balance, I think, because you can't always just do shit for free and you know, just for the experience of it. But at the same time, you know, sometimes you're going to need to do that for free yeah. and you really need to balance how you're going to be able to get your income and also get that experience because sometimes people are not willing to offer it for money. Yeah. I think having business skills is really important for the film industry. Mm. Yeah, like, especially that, work sort yeah, of yeah. That's something that people don't wouldn't really expect, I feel like. It's like, oh, it's creative. You need to be good at your craft. And like office work as well, like producer's assistant. The other thing that kind of helps me to calm my fears is that something that our lecturers tell us is they encourage networking within our course and they say the people next to you in this room are going to be the people that you're going to be in production companies with and that you're going to work with. And it's like, so we don't necessarily like, even though it's good to do this, like, it's, it can be valuable, but we don't actually have to go and, like, intern for a big company or, like, mm-hmm. we don't have to be, like, um, runners on, like, massive sets, even though it's good to do that. But, like, there's also, like, we need to create, like, our own entities mm-hmm. and our own companies and because, like, especially how rapidly video media is changing um, with online stuff and also just, like, all types of forms of it that are new and aren't being, like, catered for as much as they could be like there's so many gaps for us to create our own work. I thought it'd be interesting if we all went around and talked about what our different areas of interest are in the film industry just to kind of illustrate how vastly different like all the roles are. So I'll, I'm going to put Abby on the spot. Okay. Um, what kind of areas are you feeling like you're drawn to after your first um, year? Well, more towards the end of last year, I've really liked producer that sort of role of, like, getting everyone organised and... Because I know most people would feel this, but, like, when you do it yourself, you know that you're on the right track Mm. and you're not missing anything. Mm. But, like, I kind of enjoyed the paperwork and knowing that I'm taking, like, the right steps, sort of, like, nudging people in the right direction and making sure everyone's on board. But I'm also interested in cinematography and being behind the camera. Like, I like the technical side of it and sort of, like, you know, getting set up and, like, okay, we're ready to go. Like, I'll almost forget about the creative side and just be, like, as long as it's clear and it's, you know, that sort of thing. It's all correct, like, not overexposed and mm. it's in focus. Spell? <laughs> I don't know. I really, like, look into stop-motion animation because I love stop-motion and I'm really interested in that. Definitely more of the, like, art design, art kind of area of it like I, I enjoyed doing some of the directing stuff when we did it but I definitely love a lot of the visual creative stuff I really would like to get into the art department mm-hmm. any sort of art department for anything would be really interesting and yes yeah, stop motion is definitely something I want to pursue and look into I don't know I guess this year I did really fall into like the like on the day like the set production and costuming and I really really enjoyed that but I think like, on the day, I would get really caught up in, or, like, in pre-production and post, I'd get really caught up in sort of that directorial sort of making sure it all pieced together. I feel like next year I'd really like to sort of step into more of a directing 
role because I think I've found myself getting a bit lost in um, telling people what to do when I should not. <laughs> Amy was just telling us when we had stopped recording how she'd be really interested in continuity as a role. So if you want to explain that. Um, yeah, just kind of, I guess it goes back to me being interested in like the small intricate details and just sort of having a nice flow. I think like a lot of the work sometimes this year had been a little bit clunky I think that like sometimes I just like watch it. I was like, oh, but that bottle wasn't in the exact same position <laughs> as the last scene. Like I just, or like when we were on set, like if like Jess's shoe wasn't this in this exact same like position, I would be like, oh, but that's not right. And just like creating a certain flow, I'm really like intrigued about. I definitely love the leadership roles as well director producer I really like conceptualizing and planning like I I love planning just in mm. general also I just like having a vision and making sure it all comes together like I don't really have the best attention to detail so like I would love to just hand over the camera and like all of the technical duties like I pretty much have zero interest in like operating cameras or mics and stuff like mm. I just want to be like telling pe other people what to do with that and then I also really am interested in editing because you also um, have like a lot of control over it yeah well. yeah it's definitely you have a lot of creative control like you're the interesting part for me of film is storytelling I think yeah I love storytelling Mm. And um, editing allows you to do that. Like, it doesn't matter what other people have, like, put into the production. You can actually shape it the way that you want it to be yeah, shaped. Yeah, put your little touch on it. And that's yeah. why they always have, like, the director's cut and the editor's cut yeah, as well. Like, exactly. That's so... And just to add, in terms of genre, I definitely, like, documentary is definitely my preferred genre because, like, I'm just interested in interviewing people. Or, yeah, I always mm. forget that because I feel like that's not really necessarily a thing that people think about in the film industry. It's more like a journalism thing. Yeah. But interviewing is, like, one of my biggest passions. Like, I would say that I would, like, in just love to be an interviewer more than a director because mm. it's, like, the interviewer is basically the director in a documentary. Like, they're the mm. producer. They're the interviewer. So, mm. yeah. I've always really been interested in writing. And that continues to be so with films as well. And I I feel like I'm a really opposite to you, Amy. Oftentimes when I'm on a set, I, I really like just being like, here's the script. I've written it. And like being there on the set and being like, this is so-and-so and so and I meant this in this line and blah, blah, blah. And then just being able to be like, okay, see ya. Like that's yeah. it. That's it. I'm done. All right. Catch you later. I am like a pretty controlling person, I feel, but... Writing allows me to really like let go of the reins every now and then and just be like, here's the thing I've written and I'm really interested to see how you will interpret yeah. that mm -hmm. and what will become of this thing that I initially had this vision of in my brain mm. but then turned into something else because so many people worked on it. I really like that about the industry, right? That something can begin as something so small and like just one person person's vision and then just grow into this whole big thing where so many people have put their, their work into it. And I like being like the seed of that, you know? Was that everyone? Yeah. That was really interesting to hear. Thank you so much to my dear friends Amy Evans, Daphne Boston Zoglu, Sabella Schumacher and Abby Nichols for joining me. Each of them have been and are involved with film projects you may stumble across. If you have seen videos about the cute dogs at the RSPCA, it's quite possible that Amy was behind that. You can watch Abby's short film Falter on Vimeo, which won a Young Filmmakers Award with the Art Gallery of South Australia. 
If you have younger siblings who watch Clarence Park Community Centre's children's show, they have our very own Daphne to thank for that. And if you ever tune in to one of the advertisers' live-streamed sporting events, know that Sabella is probably behind the camera. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your mates, and if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please give it a rating and a review. It's one of the few ways that I can tell if people are engaging with the podcast. For updates about the podcast, follow the Instagram called at you and you underscore podcast. I look forward to bringing you more insightful conversations with creative people and people following their dreams. So keep your eye out for the next episode. Thanks for listening. I'm so grateful for you guys. This is the sound of us kissing. Mm-hmm. 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 Mm-hmm.